New to Formula One? Or just as obsessed as we are? Welcome back to another episode of Formation Lab. Where we teach you all the dirty details that you need to know to be the best Formula One fan that you can be. You are live with the Hornsby sisters. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. Hello everyone, it's Friday and we are about to start the second race weekend of a triple header, the Brazilian GP. And this weekend is the third and final sprint race of the 2021 season. So far we've seen two others this year at Silverstone and Monza, both of which have been a part of explosive race weekends. So I feel very comfortable saying that Brazil is not going to disappoint. On this Formation Lab, we are going to take a dive into unpacking a sprint race weekend. And if you're new to F1 or you need a refresher, we recommend you check out the Formation Lab on Race Weekend. It's called FL Race Weekend, either before this one or after this one to compare a typical race weekend to the layout of a sprint race weekend. Megan and I have spent quite a lot of time this year discussing the sprint race format, both what we like about it, what we dislike, if we wanna see it more next year, if we don't wanna see it at all next year. And I think we've actually come to an agreement on the topic, would would you not agree? I definitely think we've finally come full circle and agree. I would say that we both think that they're pretty cool. We enjoy them, but we definitely don't wanna see them in every race. And I think we've also come to the conclusion that they should be a little bit more high stakes. They should be worth a little bit more in terms of points. Did I? summarize our general thoughts yeah i think that's right um i think next year we're planning on having six or eight i think it's going to be six six i think that's plenty i agree i think that's where we need to be to see it on the calendar but not aggressively on the calendar yeah any more than that and i think it just becomes the then why aren't we doing this at every race which we for sure do not want to see absolutely not that is the one thing that i think pretty much everybody's in agreement we're not ready to see it at every race 10 years down the road, we might. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Some, yeah. Should we dive in? Because we're going to talk more about 2022 later. Yeah, dive, us, dive in. Okay, go. here we go. So sprint races were introduced this year, 2021, in case anyone forgot. Um, what are they? So they're a short 100-kilometer, 62-mile race that takes place on the Saturday of race weekend. The race sprint race on Saturday determines the grid order for Sunday's Grand Prix. So at 100 kilometers, there are approximately 25 to 30-ish minutes, and drivers don't have to pit if they don't want to. These are the first Formula One weekends that include more than one race in Formula One's history, because they count the sprint race as its own separate race. The goal of introducing them that Formula One has been very open and honest about is that they wanted to bring additional spectator interest into the weekend before Sunday. We've talked about this on the podcast before that most Formula One fans seem to tend to only watch qualifiers and then the race on Sunday. The goal of these were to interest people earlier in the weekend and provide a Friday with qualifying that would be interesting and then a Saturday with a sprint race followed by a Sunday with an actual Grand Prix. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. It, giving people or giving the sport some more stakes for that Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Ross Braun has actually been very honest. And he said at the beginning of the year, they agreed that there was going to be three tests. And those three tests are Silverstone, Monza, and then Interlagos in Brazil to determine the future. After.
after the first two, it became very clear that this was something that they were going to continue. But really, nothing has been decided because we're still waiting for that third one this weekend. So I kind of explained it, but let me run it down again. The weekend of a sprint race starts with Friday having FP1 and qualifying in the afternoon. The qualifying on Friday afternoon sets the sprint race grid. It's the same qualifying format as a typical Saturday. Third, five people out. Second, another oh, five people out. And then the last one is our final, final 10. 10. Yes. Thank you for helping me explain that in my head. <laughs> yeah. Numbers were hard there. <laughs> so then Saturday sprint races have the same basic structure of a normal Grand Prix. They start with a formation lap, lining up on the grid, lights out and away we go, and a race to the end. The difference is, is there is no obligation for drivers to stop and pit to have two tire compounds in a race. So they can go all 30 minutes, all X number of laps without needing a pit stop. We do see them if there is contact, a front wings damage, a puncture, whatnot. What happens on Saturday afternoon in the sprint race will set the grid for Sunday's race. However, if you have an engine penalty, that does affect your position. So where you would end on a sprint race, you would then have your engine penalty. The difference is, is that on in a sprint race, the top three are awarded points. The winner gets three championship points. The second place gets two championship points and the third place gets one championship point. They do get medals. There is a small ceremony. I don't even think they broadcasted it for Silverstone though. Like race coverage ended and I don't actually think we saw the awarding of the medals. I honestly think they forgot that they were doing that because we didn't see, we saw photos. We saw photos, but it. I remember it ending and it was like done. Yeah. <laughs> So what does this actually mean in terms of a weekend? There is one less practice session, so drivers have less time to get a feel for the track and get their setup correct, which has forced drivers to really make FP1 matter, mm -hmm. which on a normal race weekend, it doesn't really matter. No. In terms of the bigger scheme. Yeah. I mean, take Austin. The Mercedes car was the fastest in FP1, and then they had no, they got nowhere near that pace all weekend. That race yeah it's it's that warm-up before they even really decide what the setup's gonna be it's like the warm-up to get ready to warm up to actually warm, warm up, up. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good it's like having a meeting to prep for the for prep the meeting to actually have the meeting <laughs> i was also thinking it's like the pre pre-game it's like the pre-drinking <laughs> to the pre-game to the pre-going out to the bar yeah <laughs> Okay, so like Megan mentioned, we are going to see three total sprint races this year on the calendar for 2021. British GP at Silverstone, Italian GP at Monza, and the upcoming Brazilian GP at Interlagos. And let's talk about how the first two have gone. So in Silverstone, we had a 17-lap sprint. And lap one is where we saw all the drama. We knew there was going to be a battle between Lewis and Max because that was really when the championship started to heat up. And Lewis started in P1 for the sprint race. And in lap one, Max got around Lewis to grab pole position for Sunday's race. And he went on to take that lead until the end. And Max and Lewis, as we know now, then collided in the race on Sunday, causing Max to DFN and Lewis won the race. So we got to see Max take home the first ever sprint race pole position 
But then, unfortunately, we saw him DNF at the race. In lap one is when they collided, too. Yeah, of the race. So was that sprint victory for anything? I don't know. He got the three points. But And we got to see him win the first one, which was pretty incredible because I think after seeing that, I really questioned whether or not Red Bull was going to be the strongest team in the sprint races, whereas Mercedes has always been strong in qualifying. I think that weekend also, in addition to that, called into question what is the utility of a sprint race? Because like you said, all the drama happened let me rephrase that. All the drama between Max and Lewis that was broadcasted happened in the first lap. The The next 15 laps were just Max charging, Lewis chasing. So it was kind of a question of, would it have been more exciting to have a qualifying where they're not racing each other and they're racing the clock? And yeah. have that be entertaining and exciting and people get engaged with? Or is it really sprint races the way to go? Yeah, definitely. And I think it added to the weekend for sure we saw that flip-flop back and forth between max and lewis but all in all i was honestly underwhelmed after the first sprint race i would agree i felt the exact same way we did have a pretty notable moment it was alonzo's best qualifying since his return to formula one so he took he started p11 in the sprint race and rocketed up to p5 he eventually ended in p7 to start seventh in the race on sunday which was kind of the first notable thing we'd seen alonzo do all season and i think it was the first moment when people started questioning broadcasting this year which has been an element that we haven't talked about but a lot of those overtakes in that sprint race that alonzo was doing were just not shown yeah and we've had issues with that all year. All year. All year. And I think that is a con of, we haven't really talked about this either, but a con of having only two drivers really in this heated battle for the championship is because then we lose out on seeing the action between everyone else. I will say that I think it was a little bit better in Austin. I felt like we saw more of McLaren Ferrari but still did not see Alpine and Alpha Tari. Alpha Tari. Thank you. Yeah. We didn't see that. So it's gotten better, but I think Silverstone and both the Sprint and that Grand Prix were the beginning of this conversation this year. Definitely. Which we also saw in Monza. And Monza was an 18-lap sprint. Valtteri Bottas won the second sprint race of the season, and he started from the back of the grid due to an engine penalty. So that allowed Max to start in pole position. Daniel Ricciardo ended the sprint race in P3 after starting fifth, and obviously now we know that he went on for redemption and won the Grand Prix on Sunday after lining up on the grid next to Max in P2 due to Bottas's engine penalty. I think Monza was a little bit more exciting because it wasn't just Lewis and Max in the sprint race fighting. We had Valtteri in there as well. I also think that sprint race was a little bit more high stakes because we knew engine penalties would happen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if sprints make more sense later in the year. Obviously, they can't do that next year if there's going to be six scattered throughout. But Monza did seem much more interesting. I don't know if that was... The track, the weekend, the fact that it was not just Max and Lewis. It was Valtteri, Max, Ricardo, Norris, and Lewis all involved. 
I don't know. It's yeah. kind of hard to it's, compare to. I will be very intrigued to see how next year goes with everyone in the brand new car in both qualifying and sprint races. Because if the playing field is more level next year, then I think we might like sprint races more. I agree. I think we can't. And I think that's what Formula One is aware of. Like, we can't just look at this year in complete isolation. And I also think that's why they're not going in with more next year. They're like, let's let's see how this goes. Yeah. Like, we're car. still warming up to the whole idea of sprint races, which Brazil will be a 24-lap sprint race, our longest thus far. And... We're going to have engine penalties. We know of that. It's coming to the end. They want to prep their cars for the last two races after Brazil. So I think... There's three after Brazil. We have five more. Triple header than a double header. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Math is hard today. Math is hard today. Because we've got... Oh, no. We do have three. Qatar. Because yes. Brazil is the second of the triple header. Yay. Yes. Awesome. Fist Sweet. bump. Math. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's going to be the longest. And I think there's going to be a lot of weight on this, especially for our two title fighters who are still neck and neck and neck. And not only that, but we've also got the title fight for third between McLaren and Ferrari. And then we've got the title fight for fifth between Alpine and AlphaTauri. So... I mean, we're at the point of the year where it's high stakes no matter what. Exactly. I completely agree. Okay. Should we look at 2022? Yes. So we kind of already touched on this a little bit. But like we said, Formula One has made it clear that the future depends on the successes and the failures of the races this year. I think we can all probably agree that it has been a success. Even with the negatives that we've kind of isolated, there is been success in it. Um, we do know that early in October, Formula One president and St- CEO Stefano Domenicali announced that the intention was to have sprint races at a third of the races. With 23 on the calendar for next year, that would be seven or eight. This week, or yes, the last two weeks, we've come to find out that it won't be that many. It will be six. We have no idea who is getting them yet. That will not be decided probably until this weekend is over and they come back together to discuss what this is going to actually look like. Um, They will be spread, quote unquote, evenly throughout the year. Again, we don't know what that looks like. Still haven't really figured it out. So there is still a lot of questions up in the air. But I think having all these questions has allowed all of us to have these really in-depth conversations about do we want them? Where do we want them? I mean, we want them in Miami. Probably won't happen. New track. First year, it's not even like officially certified a (laughs) Formula One track yet. So, Um, but to get kind of back to where we're looking at next year is Ross Braun has also made it clear in all of these conversations that they're really only going to make minor changes to sprint races due to the 2022 car. So they really want to take this year with the 2021 car, compare it to next year with the 2022 car, and then probably make bigger decisions into 2023. They are, however, absolutely looking at, and most likely this will happen, a revision to the point system that's allocated for sprint races. The goal is to increase the rewards for Saturday performances. Currently, it's only six points awarded to the top three spread out. They've said next year, there is some consideration of making in a a race weekend, a third of the points for that whole race weekend would go to a, a sprint race. That would mean that the race winner would 
of the Saturday sprint would get between eight and 10 with points being offered down the row all the way potentially until 10. So a, a point system that is a third of what it currently is and allocated to the top 10. Very interested to see how yeah. that's going to look. I think a lot of the constructors are going to have issues with that. Absolutely. I have an issue with that, honestly. I think they should be worth more points. But don't take away the points that are won from the race. Yep. I, I don't know how it actually will. I don't know if they're going to say the same point system will be allocated for Sunday, but we're going to have like this whole chunk of points, an additional chunk of points for Saturday, or they're going to split it up in a sprint week. And I, they haven't decided yet. Whew. I do agree that it needs to have a bigger influence on the championship. I do too. Three, two, and one for points aren't enough to push the drivers to attempt to get their best. Now, if it was like 10, 8, and 5, that's a whole different story because... 10 points is make or break. Make That's a make or break. That it, would put Max much further ahead of Lewis. And it would also put McLaren much further ahead of Ferrari. Yeah. I also think that it is going to be very hard to strike a balance of giving Saturday points to increase its you know, influence on the championship without getting rid of the integrity of a Sunday race. Yeah. But Saturday has to be awarded points, especially if you're going to be pushing the car in a year where we have such strict engine and equipment allocations. Yeah. And next year with the new car and all of these sprint races, we'll have to see if they increase those engine allocations because we're at the end of this year and everyone's struggling. I mean, essentially that's, so each race is a third of a normal race. If you have six of them over the year, that's two additional races. So it's essentially like next year we will have 25 races, which is much different than 22, which we have this year. It, and we're already struggling. We're so, already at the point where people are taking excessive amounts of engines. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the pros and the cons. And we're going to start with the pros. So we've mentioned it throughout this episode, but it brings more excitement to the weekend. And Charles Leclerc has gone on to say that Fridays are actually quite boring and that he prefers the format of a sprint race weekend. He said, we get another small race, which is exciting, with another start. So yes, I really enjoy these kinds of weekends. And within a sprint, we see the drivers are on lower fuel and fresh tires. So the cars are perfectly primed for racing. They are at the greatest level of racing that they might be the whole entire weekend. And we've thought that many drivers would be a little bit more conservative with this, but we've yet to see that happen. They really have gone out there and shown us what they can do during these sprint races which adds another level of jeopardy and risk to the weekend. At Silverstone, we saw Sergio Perez spin out on lap five, which led for him to start the race on Sunday in last place because there was too much damage to the car that the team had to fix. I believe the team completely took apart the car and reassembled it back together. Fairly confident that's what happened. Which then is taxing on the team itself. Which, that just doesn't happen in qualifying as well. No. So one other point that I want to make is that so far the drivers have thought that it has been genuinely fun. And Sebastian Vettel even said that I think yesterday was good fun to have something on Friday that really matters, which I would have to agree. We've said it. Most people are uninterested in watching practice on Friday because it's it's really just the warm up to the weekend. Whereas 
now with qualifying on Friday and the sprint on Saturday, you've got an extra day of, of racing. And an extra day to get engaged in the weekend. Yeah. So some cons. Qualifying can really offer the same excitement. Silverstone sprint qualifying was decided by just 0.05 seconds at the end of the hour-long entertainment. And the sprint race was decided in the first few minutes within that real first lap of the race, which then lasted 30 minutes more. So it really comes down to, do we prefer qualifying? And is there a way to maybe make that a little bit more exciting? Or do we really need the sprint race to come in and give us that extra day? I I honestly don't know which one I would prefer yet. I think, you know, drawing real judgment has to come in the future. But I do think that a qualifying can be exciting. I do the too. last like five minutes of qualifying are like you're like who what uh, are they gonna get uh, oh, are they gonna, are they gonna get another lap in oh I don't know you're, it's like you're gripping your seat you're on the edge of your chair it's who's gonna take pole position for the race I don't know if I really got that excitement in sprints so far I think we need to really watch what happens this weekend and see what our feelings are about this sprint race I would agree I don't think I paid enough attention at Monza and Silverstone to really gauge where I was excited. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, could it make Sunday very predictable? It's extended practice time for teams ahead of the Grand Prix to be in that racer mode and gives us a better idea of how the tires work in a race scenario, which the teams can then use that data to refine their strategies. That's a lot of racing in one weekend. And it comes down to, is it too much? It Does it take away from that Sunday holy grail of Grand Prix? I think that's something we're going to have to kind of keep gauging. I don't know if we've had enough data <laughs> <laughs> to really make that that judgment. Because, I mean, we there was that question about predictability, but that didn't really happen at Silverstone or Monza. No. But then again, those are tracks where things Are, exploded yeah. things didn't go the way we thought they did um george russell actually suggested that the sprint race could be held earlier in the day when the track is at its hottest offering faster times for laps and could lead to a little bit more excitement within the grid of who's taking what position it would also force the drivers to manage their tires in that 30 minutes because if the track is cooler, there's less wear on the tires. So you know that someone can flat out race the whole 30 minutes. Well, if it's the middle of the day, it's hotter. Like in Austin, there would have been a lot more attention to how much pressure are you putting onto your tires. And we probably would see more pit stops during a sprint race. We potentially might. Uh, yeah. We might see that switch from soft to soft. Which would be interesting to see how the pit stops would change. If one person pits in a sprint, would more people, would less people? How? And then they have a certain amount of tires for the weekend, so... How would that affect the weekend? How does that affect the race on Sunday? There's a lot of questions that are still yet to be answered within sprint races, and I think I'm very proud of Formula 1 for keeping it at 6 for next year because... It allows us to see it happen at a couple more tracks and not just Silverstone and Monza. But it also allows us to hopefully get some more answers to these questions that not just the two of us have about this. The most telling aspect of Ross Braun's recent comments is his statement that from promoters, it's 100%. 
every promoter wants to have a sprint. It's not surprising that every track wants to have one. The sprint schedule heightens the race excitement because it's both new and also gives Friday a high-stakes event, drawing more fans in. There is little chance that we will see a sprint race at the first or last race of the year, but it will be interesting to see which tracks get them. Megan and I are both hopeful that Australia gets one. It's the third race of the year, so not too close to the start of the season. Plus, Australia would be a great place to watch another Daniel Ricciardo successful sprint and race.